Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there, and hello again to you all. Uh, It's me, Jan Elbert, here for episode 51 of The Burt Not Ernie Show. I am coming to you from the heart of the country, kind of right smack dab in the middle, Wichita, Kansas. Um, I almost said from the heart of it all, but is that like Ohio's state saying or state motto maybe? I don't know. Um, The Kansas state motto is ad astra aspera, and it means to the stars through difficulties. And, you know, I love that. I think that pretty much summarizes, nicely summarizes most Kansans that I know. We're a tough bunch. Uh, We're kind of those Dust Bowl surviving Civil War starting folks. And you can look that up. There's some history there about Kansas and the Civil War. Um, You know, so here I am coming to you from Wichita, Kansas, the air capital of the world. We build airplanes here and we love it. Can you tell that I kind of love where I live? I hope you can say that as well. It's such a good thing to love your place and to love the people in your place. You know what I mean? Okay, we're going to look at some Old Testament verses today from 1 Samuel chapter 12. And I'm going to read from the Amplified. So let's see. Let's look at 1 Samuel 12, verses 20 through 24. Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid. You have indeed done all this evil, yet do not turn away from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. You must not turn away, for then you would go after futile things which cannot profit or rescue, because they are futile. The Lord will not abandon his people for his great name's sake, because the Lord has been pleased to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, but I will instruct you in the good and right way. Only fear the Lord with awe and profound reverence, and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. Okay, there's of course a backstory here. Samuel was a prophet in Israel, and he was just solid. But his sons um, were not walking closely with the Lord the way that Samuel was, maybe not walking with the Lord at all. And the people of Israel, they did not want his sons taking over for him when he died. And also, you know, maybe the bigger factor in all of this, honestly, was... um, they, they saw other nations with their kings, and they wanted a king too. So God, of course, he wanted to be their one true king, just as Jesus desires to be our one true king right now. But they were not all that focused and dialed into what God wanted. They wanted a king, and so they got a king. His name, of course, was Saul. He was a Benjaminite from the tribe of Benjamin. And um, the tribes, there were 12 tribes Uh, Let's see. I'll just say it this way. Think of Joseph, whose older brother sold him into slavery in Egypt from the book of Genesis. Um, Benjamin is Joseph's younger brother. And so Saul was a descendant of of Benjamin. That's his family line, his tribe. It was who they associated with. Uh, I might say that I am Irish of Irish descent. Uh, You might say you're of Italian descent. 
Saul was a Benjaminite. Okay, there was some drama with Saul as king, and later on, of course, the Lord had Samuel anoint David to be the next king of Israel. But what we're looking at today, these verses are right at the very moment when Samuel was anointing Saul as king. So it's like the kickoff of Israel having a king and kind of being like the other nations around them. And here's a hint. It isn't usually a good thing when our hearts start really wanting to be like, all the people out there around us and not so much willing to be content with what God has chosen to give us. That's not just a lesson for like little kids in Sunday school. That's a grown-up lesson. And it's really one worth remembering, you know, like when I start to feel sort of unhappy or disgruntled and maybe, you know, maybe you've been that way where you feel maybe not good with what God has said is good for us. It's good for me to remember this reality that it's always better to willingly accept with gratitude what God has said is good and kind of check myself and see is my heart chasing after things that I see other people have. I have Jesus. I have everything. I need to sometimes rein it back in a little bit. Okay. Uh, But Samuel tells the people not to be afraid. Even though this, this whole, we want a king, we want to be like the other nations thing wasn't such a good idea. Uh, You know, they basically demanded that God give it to them, and he did. Still, the response here is don't be afraid and don't let fear or, you know, stress or sinful behaviors, don't let fear turn you away from following the Lord. Again, this is super, super great advice for all of us. Just keep on serving the Lord with all your heart in spite of whatever it is that you just done did. In their case, what they just done did, you know, the book of First Samuel chapter 12 says it was an evil thing. So even if you do something really, really bad, still keep serving the Lord with all your heart. Uh, if they were to turn away, it would be toward things that are futile. Okay, look, I keep wanting to say futile because I think I say futile, um, you know, not like the feudal Middle Ages type things like feudal with a T, not with a D, but I'm saying futile because I have this weird feeling I'm supposed to pronounce it futile. So somebody shoot me a text or send me a message and tell me futile or futile. Is this like the, um, you know, isn't there a book or something about uh, words in America or something? And it breaks down how in some places certain words are said a different way versus how they're said in the bulk of the population. This word might be in there. So maybe we moved a lot. Maybe one of the places we lived when I was a kid in some state or something Uh, It was pronounced futile, and I have this weird nagging sense it should be futile. Shoot me straight. I need to know. Okay, Um, look, that's not the word I want to be used to describe the way that I spend my time, where I put the bulk of my time and my money and my focus and so on, right? I mean, futility, I don't want that to describe my life, and you probably don't either. So next time you're feeling like maybe this thing, whatever this thing may be for you, when you feel like this thing is taking too long, it's just too difficult. It's beyond your ability to manage, even though it really is just the right thing. It's it's what the Lord has called you to do. You know you need to be diligent about it, but it's hard. Next time you feel that overwhelm, you know, maybe try to remember that God says anything else that you turn to is futile and it will not be able to rescue you. It will be of no benefit. Just in those moments, I encourage you to take some time, even if you only have like two minutes, literally, sometimes two minutes is all we've got. And you can get this done, you and Jesus in two minutes. Take two minutes, set your heart once more on the Lord 
And then be really specific with this, though. This isn't a big, vague, out there, I'm feeling around in a dark room for a light switch kind of thing. Be specific. Tell the Lord that you're not going to turn away from him in that exact area that you're struggling with, that hard place, that maybe call on your life that feels far too big, because God's calls often do feel far too big. The, the thing that's just giving you fits, turn straight back to him and then ask him for strength to keep on going and to uh, give you his peace. And he promised that. Jesus promised us his peace, so ask him for it. And you can ask for wisdom if you need that too. Like, I think we should always be quick to ask for wisdom when things are confusing or tough or just really long in the doing, long in the going. Sometimes we need wisdom just to know that we didn't miss our exit. You know what I mean? That this is really the route God wants us to be taking. Okay, here's a promise from these verses. The Lord will not abandon his people for his great name's sake, because the Lord has been pleased to make you a people for himself. I love this. This reminds me of, um, I don't know if it's first or second Timothy. I'm feeling like it's first Timothy 2.13, might be second Timothy 2.13. Uh, but it says that even if we are faithless, he will remain faithful because he cannot disown himself. And if you know Jesus personally, then the Holy Spirit indwells you and the seal of the Holy Spirit is on you. He cannot disown himself. He will not abandon his people. He was pleased to make us, to make you a people for himself. I love this. See why I love this? It's awesome. He was pleased. Okay, remember that today. Somebody, you know, someone may need just this exact encouragement right now. God didn't bring you in and claim you as his very own because he was obligated, because somebody prayed for you for decades, and the Lord finally gave in and yielded and grabbed you out of that pit. Now, the word of God is so clear. It tells us truthfully and honestly that God was pleased to make you his own. That, my friend, is super good news, is it not? That should push you to do like a little happy dance today. Like Samuel goes on here, even though he's sort of out of a job. Think about it. There will be no family business after his death because the people demanded a new sheriff in town, so to speak. So he still goes on to say that he will not sin against the Lord by failing to pray for them. Boom. Boom. This is like drop the mic kind of stuff. Conviction 101. Who have you failed to pray for because they wronged you? Wronged you bad? Did they leave on bad terms? Did they maybe leave... Um you know, your workplace and you don't understand why and you worked really closely with them. Is it a family thing where somebody left? Um, are you in a leadership position somewhere and you took it really personally? And, uh, you know, when, when whatever went down and there was a split or a fracture or something and you take it personally and like, can you have, do you ever have the ability to um, just get so wrapped up to kind of fall into a pit, sort of fall into a ditch with just, and the emotions get the best of you and you feel all tangled up and you feel like you can't get out of the pit because this feels so personal. Do you ever struggle with that to the extent that you almost can't differentiate anymore that maybe it's not personal? Maybe it's not against you, right? Maybe it's not. And what if it was? What if it was personal? What if it was against you? What if it was against the Lord? Can you accept the fact that you're still mandated to pray for them. Most of the time, it's not as personal as we think it is. Sometimes it is personal. Either way, either way, the word of God mandates us to pray for them. And here is, it's just the conviction 101 I mentioned comes in here. If you don't, if you don't pray for them, Samuel says that is sin. 
this is heavy stuff. I know it's heavy. Uh, But if we only want the blessing, if we only want the good stuff, then we're not really maturing in our faith and we'll potentially fall right into the devil's trap. Don't sin against the Lord by failing to pray for those who pushed you aside, who shoved you out, who kind of left you in their dust or just plain got nasty with you. Pray, pray because God asks you to pray. Okay, it goes on to say, only fear the Lord with awe and profound reverence and serve him faithfully with all your heart for consider what great things he has done for you. Last part of this passage, and it's a reminder. It's a reminder of what to do. Say you're in a great season of life. That is so awesome. I am cheering for you and just delighted for you right now. I hope you're super thankful. I'm sure you are. But keep fearing the Lord with awe and profound reverence on those on those mountaintops, on those peaks, at those high moments. Profound. That's a strong adjective, and it's used here to make sure that we really get it. Fear the Lord. Stand in awe of him and honor him with profound reverence. Uh, Not reverence like you're also watching the playoffs and you're being reverent, you know, and you're kind of listening to an online sermon or something, you know, if you're in lockdown or, you know, it's not like reverence during worship at church but your mind is wandering to what's for lunch and why is a bass so loud today? Or what? I mean, we're talking about profound reverence here, profound reverence. You can't do that and be scatterbrained about God. If you're all over the map, you're not profoundly revering the Lord God most high. It goes on to say that we are to serve him faithfully. Hey, that's important. What would faithful service to God look like for you right now in your current stage of life? That's exactly what you need to be doing. That's your assignment. Mission numero uno. Okay, I'm going to say that again. What would faithful service to God look like for you right now, right where you're at in this current stage of life? Think about that. Once you've got an answer, then boom, that's exactly what you need to be doing. That is your assignment for right now. And do that with all your heart. It's not really possible to serve with a wholesome genuine faithfulness and also serve with say 33.3% of your heart. Give it your all. This right here is what truly matters. So give it your whole heart. And lastly, Samuel calls God's people to consider what great things he has done for them. Okay, yes, indeed. Is that just like the best advice, the wisest counsel? Consider what great things he has done for you. Do you think you can do that this week at some point? Like, can you share those great things are somebody, maybe list them in your prayer journal and then listen, listen well, as hopefully they will share some amazing things that God has done. Maybe they'll tell you some things in return. Okay. Um, this was faster than usual. That's probably okay because I'm going to do what I've often done when I finish quickly. I'm going to say, take 10 minutes. You allot so much time for this podcast. It's usually around 24 to 27 minutes. I'm going to be finishing earlier than that. I'm probably going to be done at about, um, you know, 16 minutes. So can you take 10 minutes and just spend time with the Lord? If you really need an intense prayer time, you can get intense in your prayer time in 10 minutes with the Lord. If you just need to, you know, last week I said, read Psalm 37, maybe just Open up that on your phone, a Bible app, read Psalm 37, ask the Lord to speak to you, to give you some kind of a promise. If you haven't gotten a word from the Lord or a promise from the Lord for this year, for 2021, ask him for that. Spend 10 minutes with God. I'm going to totally wrap this up so you actually have that 10 minutes. Okay, that's it. That's episode 51. Thanks for being here. 
I am grateful when I get to spend time with you. Thank you for investing your time here. And I hope you really are living, believing God's promises are for you and they're true because they are for you and they are true. They are 100% dependable, 100% true. And, um, you know, if you've got somebody who maybe could use some encouragement, just shoot them a text or something, send them the link and tell them, you know, maybe, maybe this would encourage you. This is true for you. God's got good for you. Okay. Um, also, I think I may be doing a giveaway really soon. I might do one copy of my devotional, The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Promises, like a paper copy, and one copy of Susie Larson's devotional book, Prevail. So two winners, one winner for each book. If you're interested, leave a comment or you know, message me on Instagram, DM me, something like that. Okay, that's it. Have a blessed week. Keep trusting Jesus and expecting him to do the impossible in your life and on your behalf, because Mark 10, 27 tells us that, listen, my friends, that's his specialty, and he is exceptional at accomplishing it. He loves to do the impossible in our lives. Okay, see you next time. Have a great 10 minutes in prayer with the Lord. See you for episode 52. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.